everyone. Thanks for tuning in. And welcome back to Classics No Zone podcast, where we share industry tips from travel industry experts. I'm Cynthia Gordica, Education Marketing Manager for Classic Vacations. In the last of our four-part Grow Your Business series, we're listening in on a recent Learning Lounge session featuring Cindy Novotny, the original founder of Master Connection Associates. In this session, Cindy reviews her sales strategies and focuses on the importance of relationship building and follow-up skills. Let's listen in. So again, hello everyone. Let's go ahead and move forward and talk about really how to wrap up this whole sales process that I've been talking about. You know, we started out and we looked at how to go out and build your business and find new business, which is ultimately very important. As an IC, as an entrepreneur, you know, it's not build it and they will come. You have to go look for it. So we spent time on that. We then moved into the probing process and asking the right kinds of questions. You know, you remember, you can't just ask the basic kind of tip of the iceberg questions. You need to dig down below the surface. We move from that to your storytelling and selling all the unbelievable features you have at so many of your resorts and destinations and cruises that you sell. But if you don't use descriptive adjectives to really you know, robustly uh, kind of describe it, it's not just about showing the picture, you've got to tie it back into where the benefits equal the needs of the customer. And that brings us to the final close. Because at some point, if you do it right, the close is much easier. If you just ask basic questions, you're gonna be tripping over yourself constantly. So we say always be closing for a reason, because the moment a customer starts to get excited and says, oh, I really think this is great, you can start to move into the close, even if you've only talked about two or three different things they're gonna do on this cruise or they're gonna do at this destination. Don't think you have to say, well, I've got 10 more things I've got to talk to you about. Just simply slide over and you're going to move into what we're talking about. The key is that pivot point takes practice. It takes incredible listening skills. You have to be able to have the power to ask for the business at the right time. Don't think that you're just going to wait until the customer says, so can I give you my credit card? That is our job. But Closing is really opening, and it's opening the relationship to take it to that next level. So every time you close a sale, you are actually moving your entire relationship to get to the next point. So as we continue, you think about how do you position yourself to really ask the right questions to close? So let me remind you. If you haven't asked the right questions to begin with, if all you know is the dates and how many people are in their party, you are nowhere close. But if you have a sheet of paper in front of you, as we've talked, that shows everything, what they wanna do, what they like, what they didn't like last time, you are now positioning yourself in a really good, really good area to pivot to close. You have to make sure you're dealing with the decision maker. One of the questions we said to ask right at the beginning, in addition to you, are you gonna involve anybody else in deciding on which destination you would like to go to or which cruise you'd like to take. You always have to know, am I dealing with somebody that can say yes or no? If you don't know that, you find yourself in a very dependent kind of position. This means I'm holding, I am the customer, I'm holding you by a string. That does not work well. We wanna be in an independent relationship. We wanna be able to understand what is important to them, position ourselves properly, so that we can move forward. So remember, independent relationships 
help you really understand all the different influencers involved in this. So thinking about closing, it also has a lot to do with your follow-up. So I've talked to more travel advisors that literally they present this great idea, even charge a fee, and the person will pay the fee, and then they get ghosted. And we know what it's like to get ghosted. It's not fun. And you email, I, I just want to follow up on it, I want, and nothing happens. You have to know that when following up is the next step, don't be afraid to start asking more questions. You've missed something. Something's not going on properly with them. So what you're doing is you're continuing to sell. Just because you presented everything and you tried to close, but they didn't go for it, you asked for a credit card, they didn't want to go for it, they're hemming, they're hawing, they're thinking, you have to continue to follow up, getting phone appointments for all those follow-ups. Believe me, you're selling, I'm selling. Every time I send a proposal, I absolutely have a follow-up phone appointment made. Now, occasionally it takes me two or three times of asking to get that, to get it. I trace everything. Every time somebody says, well, I'll let you know in a week, I'll say, not a problem, I will follow up with you in a week. Would Thursday, next Thursday at two o'clock work? If they won't do a phone appointment, I've traced it for about two o'clock. If I can't get them, I'm following up with an email. I also always have something new to share. So if I was presenting some new you know, destination or hotel or resort, I will have looked into that and said, I just got an email from the general manager talking about their new yoga classes if I knew the customer was into yoga. So think about that follow-up. Proactive follow-up is kind of a funny word because proactive is out there. Follow-up always seems like it comes from the back. I play a chess game every single day of my life. I'm not playing checkers. Every move I make, I'm thinking about the next five moves, and you need to do that as well. I am looking for opportunities after every event, after every birthday party, after every booking, after every cruise. I always am showing appreciation. Thank you so much. I'm con continuing my excitement. I never act like anything is tough, even though it is tough. I mean, we have clients, and I know you do too, that, you know, can they call me a hundred more times to go over something? I am personalizing, I am selling, I'm restating all my, you know, ideas and all the solutions, and I'm always outlining all the next steps. So what I'm doing is sometimes following up with, by, you know, September 10th, we need to have done this. By September 20th, we need to do that. 80% of sales require five follow-ups after the initial contact. 44% of people give up after one attempt. Now that's scary. And the reason that's scary is that you have left business on the table because the 44% that give up, I'm one of the people that's following up. And if I'm competing with you for a client, I'm gonna win because I'm gonna stay hot on the trail. So with that, let's talk a little bit about what that looks like when you follow up and send that email. You know, when we look at presenting, and an email to me is presenting, we use our presentation process. And a presentation process is always about an opening that grabs somebody's attention. So the subject line in an email must grab my attention. It's got to be something that says, I want to read more. You know, it could be that they are into really unbelievable Mediterranean cooking. And you just found out that the, the new chef at this particular resort specializes, wrote a book on a cookbook on Mediterranean cuisine. 
I'm going to put that, boy, have I got excitement around Mediterranean cuisine for you. You know, maybe you've called the hotel. You've been able to arrange that they can have a chef's table with this chef. Putting that in the subject line means I'm going to open it. It grabs my attention. In the body, I have to be focused around everything that I can do for them. So I jump right into really having them understand what the action is that I want to do. You know, I have this limited opportunity to be able to book three chef's tables within the month of November with this particular chef. I really want you to have the first opportunity. So notice in my body, I kind of go A, B, C. A is the action, what, what I want them to do. Then I go into what that entails. If we get this booking for your 10-day holiday and I do all that, I give them the body. The C is the close. The closure is that, you know, kind of nicety and call to action. What do I want them to do with this? So I then say, you know, I'll call you later this afternoon to see if you'd like me to go ahead and book it since there's such uh, limited uh, access to this and everybody is really wanting to get in. So think about how you write that email so you're not just bulleting off. I mean, I have received emails from luxury travel advisors, people that are really sharp, 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 that just send a one-liner and they actually use text talk. K instead of, all right, I understand this. K for okay? No, you're not talking to a 13-year-old, you're talking to a client. So it doesn't matter how the client talks to you, and if you're a millennial listening or a Gen Z, that's fine and dandy. Even when I am talking to a Gen Z or a millennial that might say K, got it, I still speak in a different way, a little bit to mirror them, but not so that I'm not always showing what I'm selling. So as you move forward in, in follow-up, your compelling subject lines make a huge difference. You know, are you ready to book the Weston, you know, wherever, Maui? Your family is gonna love this inspiring destination because I found a, you know, a world-class scuba instructor, something like that. Or what's next on your bucket list? You know, and then maybe you put in something that has like a time that you wanna talk or a date. African safari awaits, and then a picture pops up. A state of mind. You know, today, Saturday, I wanted to send you a state of mind. This is what every day is like in Maui. So anything that you, and you can sit back and brainstorm some of these. And, you know, brainstorm them with your family, with your kids. Say to your 13-year-old, your 16-year-old, say, what would, what would make it seem fun for you to open an email? Then take whatever, no idea is a bad idea, so don't cut down their idea, just go with it. Then you can craft it up even a little bit better. But think about that and just spend some time doing it. So when we, we take all this into consideration, I want you to know that time is everything. And I know I beat a lot of my competition because my sense of urgency, and you've heard me say this on several of the other of the other webinars, is beyond compare. I just am a dog going after a bone every single day. And that's all right. I don't apologize for that. That's what I do. I am on top of it all by tracing things up. I am staying relevant, but I'm not overwhelming the customer. Okay, so when I say my follow-up's like a dog going after a bone, I'm not calling them at 9 o'clock and then at noon and then at 3, and then tomorrow I call again at 10, 12, and 4. No, I follow up. I leave a few days depending on the urgency of the matter, or I might wait a, wait a week. I never, I don't flag emails as urgent because, honestly, that's not urgent and that's annoying to people. So... I keep following up in a gracious and thoughtful manner 
that doesn't get them to be, she is just, I can't take it. I'm going to block her emails. Now, one of the things that COVID and everything has taught us over all these months is, and is going to continue, by the way, forever, is that the handwritten note has come back in style. The handwritten little card, a little gift, something that doesn't even, I did a, a video about being a slinky and someone sent me a tiny little slinky. That sets now right in front of me on my desk. I hadn't received things like that forever. So remember a handwritten note, something that acknowledges them, thanks them, congratulates, goes into the body, really wants you to remember that safari is still waiting for you. There's a safari in your future. Anything to restate what you would like them to do, and then some sort of call to action. You know, I'll wait until the fall to follow up with you, as uh, you know, at that point, there may be, you may have more flexibility in your schedule. So don't discount the fact that good old fashioned manners is back in a very, very big way. And I'm really excited about that. I have so many note cards that I think that's going to be quite fun, quite frankly. So let's, let's look at you again. I started with you and I'm going to end with you. You have so many resources. So when you look at classic vacations, you look at who you're a part of, you look at everything that, that you have in your backpack, all your resources, that's, that is all there to help you build your brand. But remember, no one can build it like you. And that's where you've got to look at who am I? What's my best market segment? What's my best demographics of the clients that love me? What do I really want to be? And am I really worth it? And yes, you are really worth it. But you have to put in the muscle. You have to put in the hard work. And that's all there is to it. So let's look at branding you and what, what this really means. Everything we've gone through and everything you're going to go through for the rest of your life as an entrepreneur, because believe me, there's ups, there's downs, there's ins, there's outs, and you just keep smiling because that's why we chose to take control of our destiny and be an entrepreneur. Being an entrepreneur has taught us to take complete charge of our destiny. I am in charge of my wins. I'm in charge of my losses. That's all there is to it. It is not about the industry. It is not about the economy. It is not about what's going on. You know, it is all about how I grab the bull by the horns and I do something with it. The future success will be carried out by the individuals that are innovative. They're clever. They're resourceful. They can do things in a way that just makes you sit back and go, hmm, why didn't I do that? And it's not all that hard. So when you look at what that looks like and you look at what it looks like to be that resourceful, we will we'll talk about that as we continue through this session. There's, I look at it this way, and, you know, we, we work globally all over the world, but I'm just going to focus on the U.S. I'm just going to focus on what I'm calling, like, the new America. And the new America is that everybody knows the theory of Maslow's Pyramid. I think everybody does. You know, just the basic, you know, needs that those, those, those needs that we need. Everybody learned it at some point in high school or university. But today, there seems to be a new meaning. And this started, by the way, even last year. You know, last year, I was telling everybody, we've, you know, we got to get our manners back. We got to be more gracious. We got to bring glamour back into, into the workplace because people were just getting sloppy. There seems to be a new workforce in the mentality. It also is about self-defining success. Right now, there's a lot of a lot of people that are looking at being a free agent nation. 
And by the way, Daniel Pink wrote a book years ago. I think it was called Free Agent Nation. We can look that up. But he wrote a book and he said, and this was years ago, he said something about the fact that, you know, everyone's going to have two or three types of different, you know, jobs being independent contractors to be able to bring in money. That was kind of the rise of the Uber drivers that are also a freelance photographer and also they work, you know, in a law firm part time. So when you think about that, what does that really look like? And it looks that we are all in a world of everybody being very entrepreneurial thinking and having to go out there and make something happen. So what, think, set for a minute and think, what are the, the pieces of the puzzle that when you look at Maslow's, you know, pyramid really, that have to do with us? So why did I choose to be a travel advisor? Why did I choose to be an independent contractor? Well, first of all, there's freedom, but there's freedom to work all the time or there's freedom to just go, oh, I can do that tomorrow because no one's looking over my head. There's authenticity. That's you. That's why I said brand you. You have to be so about who you are and the customer's connection that it makes your accountability go right to the top. And that self self define success. No one can de define your success as good as you can. You've got to be sharper and better than anyone. So as many of you know, I'm always looking at things and, and I, well, I always see a movie and I've watched a lot of movies, you know, but I always see a movie that I loved and Jerry Maguire, of course, is one of them. I don't know anybody who says, oh, I don't really like that movie. But if you watch the movie again, you're gonna see, and it's kind of fun, and there's some quotes. I did change one quote that had a swear word, so you'll know what I mean when I get there. But I, I, go, I looked at it just not too long ago, and his theory and thoughts on Maslow today, number one, freedom, and he says, I'm starting a new company, and the fish will come with me. I mean, remember, he's leaving the office, you know, this incredible, you know, being a, a sports, you know, agent, and he's walking away from everything. That was the first quote. The second one is authenticity. I'd lost the ability to fake it. It was the me I'd always wanted to be. You see, I lost the ability to fake it many, many, many years ago. I was a director of sales and marketing for Weston, Disney. I, I, I like had huge jobs, regional jobs. I was like a busy, busy, busy person. And at one point after setting in so many executive committee meetings where you talk about the same thing that you talk about, you know, week after week, I thought, yeah, no, I, I got to go out and I've got to make a difference. I'm authentic. And so are you. The third one, accountability. I am a strong believer that I have always had to be in charge of my destiny or somebody else would be. So Jerry said I was 35 and I'd started my life. He had taken his fish and he was walking out of that office and really, I mean, it was kind of dramatic, but he knew he had zero to bank on. He had to start from scratch and he had to go out and make something happen. And then the fourth one is success. Suddenly, it was all pretty clear. The answer was fewer clients, more attention. Caring for them, caring for our business, and starting our lives, really. Okay? I've always said the 80-20 rule is applicable, and it's applicable to our success. When you just go with cannon fodder, which is meaning I just shoot everything out there and just try to, you know, hit a bullseye, it's going to be a little more difficult. But when I focus in 
on the types of customers that I really can work with. When I put my prospecting and my business development efforts toward that, it's easier for me to be able to see that success. So as we continue on, you have to say to yourself, so really, who am I? Who am I? Am I a connector, a matchmaker, a coach, a counselor, a creative genius? I think you're all of that. You're all of that. You are bringing people together. You are helping them decide what they want to do and how they want to do it. So when we look at brand you, we really need to take a look at how that, how that goes. As an entrepreneur, you have to create wow projects. I mean, wow. You can't just sit back and be marginal. Now, I don't, none of you are marginal because you wouldn't be on this, on this trying to learn. You have to be committed beyond committed. This is not a Monday through Friday, oh, I'm not making as much money, so I'm gonna always take a day off. Are you, are you kidding me? You've gotta make it work, commitment. Yes, I take the calls at night. Now, not a lot of people call me at two in the morning, but if I had a client that needed me, I'm answering the phone. I'm answering the phone. You've got to turn boring into cool. You know what? Some people, you've got to really look at your emails and your proposals and go, okay, wait a minute. I need to show this to one of my best friends that was a graphic artist and I haven't talked to her in years and I'm going to Facebook message her and have her just look at this and have her and say, be honest. Do you think this is kind of cool what I put together? And when she goes, well, no, or do you want the truth? Yeah, I do. No, it's not that cool, right? You got to take what is kind of mundane and really spin it up. You have to embrace life, the ups, the downs, the sideways, the ins and the outs, because they're everywhere. They absolutely are everywhere. And it'll, they'll never go away. If you can't take it, then it's very difficult to be that entrepreneur. The last one on entrepreneur is action-oriented. I don't make a move without going, what is that going to get me? How am I going to do that? Why am I doing that? I, you know, entertaining clients and things that we do. I'm taking this person, I'm, I'm taking him to lunch. What is my result? What am I, what am I trying to get from taking this, this client to lunch? Not just to have a friendly chat chat, even if it's a customer I've been working with for years, I need a referral from that customer. How, do I have it in me to ask? When am I going to ask? Do I wait till the bill comes and say, oh, and by the way, or do I weave something into the conversation? You've got to get good at that. But as an employee, here's what happens. You do what's assigned. Like, I'm told to do this. I get it done. Check the box. As an employee, taking people to lunch is just your business. That's what you do. I have to entertain clients. I take them to lunch. I meet with them. And, uh, you know, pretty much that's it. I show up, you know, I don't make any waves. He's an entrepreneur, we need waves, we need huge waves. You need people every day pushing you, pushing you, pushing you. And if you are all alone, because many of us are as entrepreneurs, who is your circle of influence? Who is your board of directors? Even though you don't really have a board of directors, who is that trusted four or five people that you can reach out and say, I need the truth? because you need waves, you need someone to push you, you need more than just doing your job, absolutely more than that. Now, in addition, when you look at what wowing a client means, everybody, you know, people think wowing is just more color, more flash, more this, no, 
Wowing is that I'm actually doing a really good job for my customers. Yesterday, I got off the phone with uh, a group of meeting planners that's hired me to do a three-hour event, and I'm doing some breakout sessions and a keynote, and there's other people doing, you know, I'm a closing speaker, there's an opening speaker, there is several people doing that are speakers that are doing these breakout sessions. I got off the phone on mine because they're calling and doing this with everyone, and they said, you know, we need to have a really, you know, great title for your, your closing as well as for your breakout session. And I said, okay. I said, you know, I can brainstorm a bunch and, and come up with one I like, or why don't I send you a list of maybe four or five titles that I think are kind of cool, and then you pick it or, or change it or make an alteration, and I'll send you some for the breakout. And they said, okay, thank you so much. And I said, I'll have those to you by the end of the day. They went, you will? I said, yeah, I talked to them at like nine in the morning. Wow, you were our last speaker to talk to and we asked for this, we've been doing this like all last week, I was the last call they had. They said, we haven't received one. We asked everybody to get in their title of their speech and their title of the breakout. So of course I did what I always do and I follow up. And by the end of the day, I had five titles for my keynote that they could choose. I had five takeaways that they would get for my keynote. I had five titles for my breakouts and five takeaways for the breakouts, right? I get an email within 10 minutes of sending that email and said, first of all, unbelievable. And, and they used the word, you're just wow. See, I didn't do a fancy logo on that email. I didn't send it via video with confetti jumping out of the, the computer. I just did my job and I did it right. So when you look at wowing, I want you to make a list of all those current clients you have. I want you to describe, and we talked about this earlier, when we looked at your story and, you know, who you are and, you know, the messaging that you do, your brand messaging. I want you to describe the attributes of a wow for each client. Now, if you don't know those, let me just tell you, you have to call those clients and say, you know what? I took a class. And you've been a client of mine now for three years. And I, you know, I know you've had some great trips with me. And they asked me to make a list of my best clients, and you're one of those. And I was supposed to write the attributes of a wow for you. And all of a sudden, it dawned on me that I know I've done a good job, but what are my wows to you? This, my friends, is gonna give you a whole new marketing strategy. Because that good client is going to tell you two or three or four things that make you a wow. You need to call those clients and figure out what that wow is. Let them be a part of your story. Ask them what the outcome, what, when they work with you on booking a trip, what is the outcome they always want? What is the things you can do for them? Now, I also want you to rank your clients in ease of doing business because, you know, there's some great clients that are really difficult. They call you like every five minutes. Everything you send, they challenge, even when it's nothing to really be challenged. They don't like something. They say they didn't get the email, but they still are a good client. I'm still going to call them. I'm going to call them after I call the ones that love me, just so you know, because then I'll have like good, you know, feel going on so I can call them. We don't ever really ask our clients, how am I doing? What do you like about what I'm doing? What's the wow that you get from working with me? 
What's the wow you get working with from me versus other professional service? Remember, a travel agency, a travel advisor, is a personal service consultant. It's like an interior designer. It is like somebody who is working on your, your finances. It is like a personal shopper. It is like somebody that's picking art out for their home. It is like their architect. It is like their landscaper. You are like that. So they will compare you to the wows they get from other personal, you know, really personal service firms. So start with one and have some fun and keep your little book and write down, wow, I didn't even think of that. I never knew that was a wow. I did that and I didn't know it was a wow. So the one thing that I will never, ever stop saying is that I serve clients. I have a servant mentality and that is the truth. I do what I need to do for my customers. Absolutely. When I work with real estate firms and I'm helping them, you know, sell more houses and list more houses, I work with them on we're going to we're going to help take the dog to the kennel, get have the dog, you know, shampooed while we have an open house going because instead of the dog in the hot garage locked because nobody can open and it says do not open the door, dog in garage, people still open the door and then we have a moment. I teach them how to do what needs to be done to number one, sell that house, but number two, take care of the customer. So it's no different with a travel agent. When I work with travel advisors, I say, do you offer to set everything up from the pickup to, yeah, yeah, I do. Do you offer to pick their pets up from the kennel and have them at the house when they get home because they're not gonna be home until let's say seven o'clock and the kennel closes at six? No, I wouldn't do that. I go, really, why? because I have a lot of travel advisors that do that. Do you have a bouquet of flowers from coming back from their honeymoon that you booked saying, welcome home, Mr. and Mrs. with a little heart? Because I'm gonna book their first vacation and I'm gonna book all their other anniversaries. You see, servant mentality is a positive thing. It shows that I'm here for you. What is it that I do better for any one of my clients? What exactly is that? Am I really good at connecting? when my client didn't call me first. You know, I can't tell you how many people sit back waiting for the order. This doesn't work anymore. This doesn't work. I'm gonna put myself out there. I'm gonna connect. I'm gonna check in. I'm gonna send an article that I read about a destination they love. I'm gonna reach out to somebody I know that actually lives in, you know, Florence and they love, in, and my client loves Italy. And I'm gonna say, could you send me a picture like right now from your backyard or a picture of the lemon trees, you know, the Meyer lemon trees that I know you have. I'm gonna then send it and say, I can smell the lemons through this picture. This is one of my best friends who lives in Florence and I thought of you. That is connecting with a purpose. Am I confident enough to be proud out loud about myself? As an entrepreneur, you must be proud out loud about yourself. Vitally, critically important. You, you don't brag for the sake of bragging. You just know that you are there for them. You know you are there to take care of whatever they need. So, competence. You know, I look at the skill, attitude, and knowledge it takes to be the best travel advisor today. What skills do you need? right? You need to list all those skills. You need to list the attitudes. You've got to be positive. You've got to be a problem solver. You've got to be willing to take risks. You've got to, all these attitudes. 
Then knowledge, you have to have destination knowledge, you have to have all the technology knowledge, you have to have client knowledge. So do yourself a favor and create a list of skill, attitude, and knowledge. Get together with some of your friends that are travel advisors. Use classic vacations as a resource. Reach out to your community that you're already a part of and say, let's do this together. What List the skills. Then what I want you to do is I want you to rate those skills on yourself. On a scale of one to five, one, I'm not that great, five, I'm phenomenal, proud out loud, I want you to rate yourself one to five. And where you're low, I want you to go find some fives to help you. You can't work all by yourself and try to really be noticeably good at something if you're not and you don't know how to get better at it. You know, all this, everything you do with these learning lessons and with, with classic vacations and what they've provided you is vital to your success because nobody gets better by just thinking about it. You've got to have the ability to be noticeably good at something. So rate those out and see how you stand. Show how you're different. You know, one of the things I look at is, and I've, I've said it three or four times already, being original is not just being quirky. Everybody, I've got friends that they are as opposite of me as night and day and we're really good friends. And, you know, they're original in their own way. Being original is that you do things differently than other travel advisors. So for me, the fact that I answer every single inquiry that comes to our company of 40 people is original. Because not a lot of people that are the owner of the company does that. And it doesn't matter. You know why I do that? Because I want to know the kind of business that's original. The fact that I have a 777 rule, I get back to you in seven seconds, seven minutes, or seven hours. Seven seconds if I'm just sitting around doing nothing and I see the, the email pop up, I answer you immediately, right? Seven minutes is I'm you know on a call, I hang up, I check my email, and I respond, right? Seven hours is I'm flying or I'm in a meeting all day, and I'll get back to you before the end of the day. That's original. Caring. I talk about the four attributes that I feel are critically important to leaders as well as entrepreneurs. One is you have to be compassionate. I, I am. I know I come across very, but I am like so seriously nice. If you know me really well, you'll know I'm very nice. Compassion. You've got to have clarity. Say it like it is. Don't walk on eggshells. Be clear with your, with your customers. Have compassion, but be very clear. Communication. We have to be good communicators. That shows care. People think that care, caring is not just, oh, you're so sweet and so soft-spoken and you just, no, you can be that and not that caring. Caring is that I'm communicating with you. I follow up. You know, how many times do you send an email to somebody and it goes into the abyss? Okay, that's not caring. You also have to have certainty. You have to be very certain that what you are telling them is right. You have to be certain that what you are telling them may change. So you may say, you know, last month it was ABC. I am certain they haven't changed it, but I am going to check on that. That is certainty. And that gives unbelievable value. That is it. What is it? Show how you're different. Make a list with the skill, attitude, and knowledge. Then make a list at why you. Why you? That's what's going to say how you're different. I'm going to have a value proposition that says, I am doing things completely different. 
as a travel advisor, I can not only help you with your vacations and holidays, I can do some corporate travel, but I also am doing a lot of events. I'm planning small small parties. I'm, I can help you with any of your, you know, like celebrations that are coming up, even just from doing the background work and getting things sent, I can do that for you, right? So what I'm doing is I'm reaching out with a value statement of what I do better than everybody else. And I may even say, you might already have a travel agent that you work with, but I'm an advisor. And the difference is, I'm gonna help you with things that will make whatever you're doing, whether it's an event, a meeting, a party, or a trip be better than you can imagine. So the new idea of this is what I call new loyalty, okay? It's not logo loyalty. Logo loyalty is almost kind of detrimental right now on certain logos because there are some logos and some brands that people are not liking, they're against, they don't like that, but it's your loyalty, it's you. They're loyal to this. They're loyal to what you do for them. It's not, always just about the brand. It's what does the brand do for me? It is influence loyalty. You know, do you have the resources to make a difference? Do you have influencers? Can you get on the phone and call an executive chef or a GM at a hotel in Barcelona, Spain, because your client wants to have a special dinner when they go to, you know, uh, the Hotel Arts, right, in Barcelona? Do you have the influence to do that? Now, maybe you're thinking, well, I'm brand new. I don't have the influence. How do I know how to call that person? Well, that's why you're part of something like Classic Vacations. You've got an entire network of people that have that influence, that know who to call. You gotta reach out, you gotta use your resources. That's the network loyalty. That's what this is. It is a network of professionals that can help one another out, a community of loyalty than your own backyard community. So I look at my own network, I look at Classic Vacations Network, and I look at the community in which I live. There's a lot of things you can do to build your influence within your market, within your community. Then there's always the extended family, okay? So I don't just look at my mother, my father, my sister, my brother, my cousin. I look at who they're married to, who they're married to, who that, right? And it is amazing when you start to ask the questions and say, you know what? I would love to do a travel, um, you know, kind of educational program for anybody interested uh, about uh, going on a safari. Could you help me do that? This happens all the time. And that is extended family loyalty. So moving on, we take a look at it's all about this, the presentation, the excitement, the clarity, the excitement, the beauty, the grace, the intensity. It's what makes you unique every single step of the way. What makes you different? See, when you think about it, anybody can say, what credit card would you like to use? That is a typical close. But I'm closing all day long. I am closing from prospecting, I'm closing from probing, I'm closing from the presentation, from my features, adjectives, and benefits, I'm closing while I'm using lead, listen, empathy, empathy, ask, and produce, I'm closing, closing, closing. So by the time I'm ready to book the trip, all right, I closed so long ago, there's no question. It's just a question of do you want these dates or this date? That's the integrity. And that's what makes you unique. 
You have to be able to follow through on your promises. You have to do it the right way. You know, think about it. The big league curiosity. Let's, it says, let's get started with your hit list of jumpstarting your brand during the crisis. Okay, so, you know, all these things. We're always going to have something the business is going to be great. Then we're going to have something hit us where the business isn't that great. Your influence and what you're doing all over social media sets the tone. And that is one thing that needs to keep you curious. When you see something, and I think I mentioned this in one of my other ones, somebody went on LinkedIn and said, I'm looking for a good keynote speaker to be able to talk to us about ABC. My name popped up from people giving it, but so did about 20 other speakers' names. Well, now one of those other speakers jumped into the conversation. I was the only one. So I use social media in a very curious way. I jumped on and said, thank you to all my friends that put my name in, but I then talked directly to the person that was hiring the speaker. And I said, Barbara, which was her name, you found your person. I'm here, I'm ready, and I can do this. Can we set up an appointment immediately? I'll DM you my information. I booked the gig. So remember, jump start by getting involved, getting out there and becoming connected every step of the way. So your, your things you're gonna leave with, your hot list, okay? I want you to read outside of your comfort zone every day. Do things out of your comfort zone. Up your social media, media presence right now. I mean, like I've told you to do that for the last you know, four sessions we've been on. Take a walk every day and come back with a picture that you took that will give you inspiration. Everybody's walking, everybody goes out, everybody's doing things, but take a picture of something you know, maybe even a flower, a certain color. And then think about what does that remind you of? It reminds you of the adobe structures or the paint or when you are in, let's say, uh, Italy and you go to some of the islands and all the little houses are painted different colors. You know what? It reminds me of that. And then go and look it up and then reach out to your clients. Put something on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn and say, I just today on my walk saw this flower, which reminded me of my time at and put the picture of all the painted little houses and then reach out to some of your clients and say, wow, I just thought of you because remember we booked that trip a couple years ago. Let's talk about next year, right? Record all cool stuff you hear kids say, right? I know we're not going to worry about, you know, CV-19 and all that at some point, but cool things kids say about everything, about traveling, about trips, about all different things. You know, just take your phone and record. You're not going to put your kids on LinkedIn, but take what they say and write it down because it is amazing how they, they really kind of give you inspiration. Go to a different coffee shop every day for two weeks. You know, when you can get out, you can go to all these coffee shops and sit down, go to a different one. Too many people go to the same place, same time, all the time, listen to the same people, talk to the same people, sit back and listen to what people talk about. Call your oldest client and get their spin on everything going on, any situation, anything that is important to you, anything about what you're living in, what you're doing, any situation with a certain destination, Call your oldest client and ask them. I want you to commit to a hundred touch points a week. I've said this in the new business development, you must do it. And part of it is social media. Putting an article on LinkedIn about travel, putting something on Instagram, a picture. I talked about the flower and then, you know, the beautiful homes. Host your own webinar, invite your own clients, 
take a group of Italian clients and that go love not from Italy, but love to go to Italy and do something and invite one of your sales people from one of the hotels and run your own webinar. Find new products, read about them and make make yourself curious because there's all kinds of companies because some of you do corporate travel and there people are traveling and they're out there and you need to get curious about what's going on. Mentor others outside of travel. So be a mentor because when you're a mentor, you learn as well from the mentees. Ask not what your clients can do for you, but what you can do for your clients every single step of the way. Very important. So as we continue and start to close this up, I want you to hot brand yourself. I want you to know when everyone wants something, there's a reason for it. Why do they want to talk to you? What is important? What, what, how do you set yourself apart from everybody else out there? Thank you all for joining us. For full-length Learning Lounge webinars, please visit classifications.com slash learning lounge. Subscribe to our podcasts. Or if you prefer, you can check out additional podcasts via classicvacations.com slash no-zone. We hope you'll tune into our next No Zone podcast. Please take care of yourself. Stay safe and have a great week.